Welcome to Fandom Night, the show that gives praise to Yevon. Because stupid. I'm your host, William Bush, Reploid Bill. Let's do the co-host thing. I'm the disembodied voice. Named Jeremy. And I am Nick Bennett, the lone paladin guy thingy. Alright. Let's do this. Yeah, these. first, let's get contact information out of the way. If you would like to contact me directly, Facebook, that's Bill Bush. Google Plus, that's William Bush. If you would like to contact me by email, that's reploidbill, no spaces, at gmail.com. To contact the show, you can go to our fan, our group page, which is on Facebook, that's Reploid Productions, or you can send us an email directly at reploidproductions, no space, at gmail.com. The last thing that you can do is if you would like, if you have stumbled upon this file and you would like to hear more of the show, you can go on things like Podkicker and Reploid Space Productions, put that in, and you should locate us that way. If not, you can also find us by going to the website directly. That's reploidproductionsnospace.com. You go on there, and there's a link to the YouTube. Uh, our RSS feed in general, eblogger.com, and I believe that we'll be adding an iTunes up shortly. So, with that, today, out, of the way. With that out of the way, we are in the process of continuing our promise to review the final fantasy legacy. And as I said before, there is a slight stipulation when it comes to Final Fantasy IV, because there is a DS version, and there is a complete version. Now... The reason this is the only one that gets a stipulation like this is because they are so remarkably different that they stand as their own games. It's you you almost can't con you can compare the two, but it's almost impossible to say that this version is better than this version or anything of that sort because they're so remarkably different. Today we are on Final Fantasy IV: The Complete collection for the PSP for the PSP and that is of course we've already determined our version so the very first thing we do is see it well when we see it we notice that the uh, the graphics are a fuck ton better than the old-school SNES stuff but Granted, still, they do look a little awkward from here and but there still remarkably and I think that's on purpose because it's remarkably made to function exactly like the Super Nintendo game which is what makes it so awkward, because the characters are no longer scrunched into one tile. Right. There's, they're actually laced as one-and-a-half, two-tile tall characters, but the only spot you ever have to really worry about is that bottom tile. And the Dark Knight has, like, a wiggle in his butt, and he walks like a, like a yeah, fucking... Yeah, all, all the characters do this weird little... weird walk. When they walk towards... And it's very awkward. <laughs> That's one of the big things that pissed me off about the game. I just looked at it as, like, this looks... Fucking stupid. <laughs> but then, I can but say then we the get into walking... battle, and then I'm like, these character models look fucking amazing. The rest of it I thought looked great, though. <clears throat> Even when the character's model walked at you, he looked a little awkward. But the rest of it, like the little fire effects, like the torches, each individual brick on, on like the castle and whatnot, you yeah, could see there was, there was real detail in every single screen. I mean, it didn't look like it was just some awkward cobblestone walls and floors. I thought that everything about it looked good. I love the world map. I like the clouds overhead. I liked when you were in the airship. I enjoyed the underworlds. Like, the, the way the water looked. Everything about that game was visually appealing to me. Also, on top of that, the cutscenes. They did add in some really damn good cutscenes. There were some... Like when Leviathan uh, eats the ship. They don't overdo it, though. They don't it's overdo only it, like, but it pops out to you. Yep. And you're like, wow. It's like two or three quick uh, CGI scenes that don't really pull you out of the game. It just kind of improves it. Yeah. This, honestly, the graphics just look amazing. For a lot of the stuff. Jeremy's sitting over here going, yeah, right. No, yeah. actually, I agree. Oh, wow. Mostly, the only thing I remember, though, is the uh, fight scenes. Yes. And those the, were absolutely beautiful. The battles. The battles, the character sprites looked really well. The Dark Knight but they still looked follow, a lot like he should have. There, there's a feeling of nostalgia that runs through the entire game, though, because even though they had the ability to do something else... You're still the same thing. Take an awkward step forward, swing your sword twice, it does so much damage, you step back into line. Yeah, but, but that, that's it's what, part of it. it that's it, what it, the game was. Right, it gave you a feeling of nostalgia the entire game while you were enjoying 
just how much had been picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, another spells, thing, spells. the spells looked amazing. Absolutely. What, was, what, was, the best, really what was the best eye-catching spell? Go with that. Thing that Ugh. you definitely noticed. Even if it's a summon, because the summons actually were even kind of picked up yeah, in that. Meteor looked meteor. a lot better. Yeah. Instead of these awkward green and orange balls falling from the sky, you're like, the fuck <laughs> is this? It's like, pew, 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 pew. You're like, oh, yeah. wow, <laughs> that <laughs> that that took so much time to cast. What the balls? But yes. back back in the olden days, we were like, oh, this is so pimp. Right, and that kind of came back. You kind of <coughs> felt people, again. Some like, people never saw Meteor except for two times in the game. Yes, that's true. The first time you see it is Tella does it. Mm-hmm. The second time you actually see it in gameplay is when Fusoya and Golbez both do the W Meteor. Yeah, they dual cast, oh. don't they? They do They do a dual cast. They, they combine their forces and call down W Meteor. Now, the thing is, a lot of people didn't have the patience the level up Rydia to 90, to, or 80 or 90, <laughs> for her to be able to go, pew, 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 yep. boom, everything dies, because everyone's too busy going, I got fucking Bahamut. I, I got, need that shit. I got my view on Rydia, too. I've got something to say about her when we get to her. I'm, well, I'm excited about Rydia in general. Actually, her character sprites change so dramatically when she goes from the girl from to the From child adult. to adult? That you is amazing. You can really tell. And it, the adult version of her... Looks really cool now because you could tell that there's that there's like that elegant green long flowing multi crap guardian garden like like she has the arms but they're not connected on the shoulders yeah and then the dress is in like five or six different pieces that kind of arc off of her like that looks amazing that they got mm-hmm. that much detail into a tiny sprite like the other characters don't 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 do that for me like like Tella I could tell he's wearing that robe. <laughs> And, then like, <laughs> and you can tell he's still got his badass old man sunglasses. And I can tell that Fusuya is still 90% beard. Like, <laughs> it, why Why did they not change... Actually, no, no. You know what? I know why they didn't change that. It's because people would have got pissed off if he didn't turn into a puddle of beard when he died. Yes. Because that's the one thing everyone remembers about Fusuya. When he dies in battle, he goes to beard puddle. Yes, he's like becomes a goopy pile of beard and some head. You're like, ew. The way that the game looked (coughs) is just absolutely great. Like every character stands out Mm -hmm. now, and and Rydia I think stands out the most. Like looking at some of the other characters, like you could tell that there was all the armors and whatnot when you got like Like you got the Cecil's armor as a Dark Knight. And Kane's Dragoon armor looked so much better. Yeah, they were like segmented, and you could tell that they were segmented. Yeah, it's like uh, I think we uh, when we were originally doing the uh, the legacies way back when. Yeah, four um, years me, ago. Me and you, act, well, yeah, that's way back when. When it comes, <laughs> especially with the internet, hell. No, yeah, our, no. Our, our freaking show is like ancient now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, me and you were sitting down and discussing. I think on. This one specific topic was uh, the Dark Knight armor represents more like an eagle type shape, whereas the yes. Dragoon armor is a dragon head. And you could see that Cecil really is a bird those. now. He's like a dark bird, and Kane and the is a dragon. Looks more like an actual dragon. Like it, it was Instead weird. Of just like the weird, awkward dragon head. It's like full dragon head with like the back uh, segmented. Uh, shielding part. Falling into to Dissidia again, which is something we reference a lot, but that's the best way to see the representation of what these characters were meant to look like. It If you play the Super Nintendo, if you play the PS4, like you'll notice something about the way the characters, not PS4, you understand, uh, yeah. uh, uh, PSP, they look a very specific way. That bird, that dragon. But when Kane looks like a dragon, you get to Cecil, and he's like the warrior of light again. He's like this, he's not wearing armor, he's wearing like this bodysuit, and well, he's got that, like that weird face thing. He's more from Final Fantasy for DS, and I don't care for that version, because I grew up, every version of him from, from the... Super Nintendo to the Sony PlayStation to the, to the PSP to the Game Boy Advance, he was the dark like eagle bird thing. That was like part of his character to and me. And then on top of that, you know, when he went to Paladin, 
he, he retained that golden armor. That's that's the way I always envisioned him. And people that and envisioned I, him in that way... With Dissidia and the PSP and the DS, I hated the way he looked when he became a paladin. But have you seen Dissidia 02 Dewey Decima thing? Yeah, the Dewey Decima. Yeah, that's now, what I was talking about the uh, the last episode, which is why I didn't want to bring it up then. If you get... They fixed it with the DLC, but that's mm -hmm. a DLC. But no, but what's cool is and it's that it's sad because it's, I have it's fixed for Dissidia. people. Listen, it's it's fixed for people that <coughs> care. It's not a DLC. That's that's not you is can't it? you can't go on and just get that for the people that went out of their way to buy Final Fantasy IV the complete collection. It came with a card. You're the only ones that can do it. Oh, you that can sucks download for me because I got a digital copy of. You, you can know, you can four. download the Final Fantasy IV costumes from that era the ones that we feel they looked like which i did get to see the paladin armor when you did that and, and he's like, actually this in looks the like he needs to he's wearing all that gold he's wearing the full segment and armor. he's wearing the full gold plate mail instead of the white blue bodysuit yeah and he still had that uh blue hair well he that, yeah he had the weird purplish blue it was yeah. supposed to represent platinum, right? But they they couldn't figure out how to. Which do it they fixed in the PSP. You could yeah. tell that he's supposed to have that type platinum of platinum blonde hair, right? But uh, he also still had that like guy tiara type thing, which was still kind of cool, right? I, I'm trying to think of what it actually is. It's the guy version of what a tiara is. I it's basically don't a prince know. wears that type of shit. I don't know what that thing is supposed to be called. I I don't either. It's it's weird, but it still looks cool on him. So I was like, I, I never questioned it. I was like, you know what, fuck it, that looks cool. Yeah, I, I'd say that without a <coughs> doubt, 100% the game is massively visually appealing. And yeah. I don't think there's anything else to talk about graphically. Well, the think... summons. The okay, summons yeah, what about, really what about, good. yeah, out of the summons, what really caught your attention? Most, most impressive summon. Mine is between Bahamut and Leviathan. Actually, I'd have to say mine's between Bahamut or Rama. Yeah. Because they actually made him look like a sage. Like, full-blown, a lot better of a sage than, you know, Super Nintendo, where he was just kind of like, weird Oh, granted. granted. guy with big beard. Yes. He's like, I'm old as shit! Zap! I'm out here! What about this disembodied voice? Summons. Uh, or did you really use the summons that much? I actually did not use the summons very often. Unlike the other games, in this... Once you got to the end of the world, quote-unquote, you know, when you come back from the moon, yeah, you were able to choose your team. It didn't just give you a team you had to go with. When you're going around and recollecting all your people, you can choose the exact team you want yeah, going Yeah, you didn't have to keep Rydia, but you were sacrificing a lot of your black magic. But you could make, you could make up could for that by using... Much. But you could make up for that by using people that... uh you didn't have a chance to use. Like, one, you can cure the little kids, okay, and if you well, do... Well, they, they get cured automatically by right. the mother. But you like, could take super them... You, you could take yeah. them, that's a twin cast, and then you no longer need Rosa if you don't want her. I but, mean, if you do, you, you can... you sacrifice two character slots to be able to do one attack. Yeah, but you still have access to not to just that, but magic. to healing. And, yeah. and then the other thing that I thought was cool, <coughs> you want real power, you put Kane away... You take Yang with you. And he punches people for you. Yang will defeat that final boss. Like, he punches with 9999. I mean, Kane, Kane does have his uses, and I do bash on Kane a lot. Oh, yeah. Mainly because of Shane, who is currently <laughs> sleeping downstairs on the couch. He's a tired mug. Yeah, well, I'm going to be bashing on some Kane right now, <laughs> just because I can. Kane is an emo bitch. He's completely worthless to me, because all he does is get brainwashed. But he has one actual upside. When fucking Zeromus decides to be like, time to be a dick about things, bromp, do massive damage, I know exactly when it's coming. So I'm like, hey, Kane, useless guy, be useful, jump. He's like, okay, whoop. So he dodges the attack, lands, goes, Mega Elixir, everyone's fine, let's do this. That's his only function. He does a little bit of damage, throws. Throw something to heal up the entire party. They just start raping some more. Gameplay. This was the very first time ever that every character had a legitimate and different purpose. There was a mechanic 
that ran through each character that was unique to that character and added a different form of strategy to your team, mm -hmm. such as kick and uh, saving up the energy, the focus attack, yeah, or, the... or covering and actually having the ability to heal while still being able to attack, or the twin cast, or Tella being like, oh, I forgot how to do that. Oh, I remember how to do that. <laughs> Tella's like, hmm, what the hell was that spell again? Mm, was it, uh, oh yeah, it's Faraga. I remember that now. Summoning. Boom. Summoning was huge for me. She was, she almost never left my team. And she's, well, sometimes Ashura needed to be summoned. She's except easily. when you get pissed off because Ashura was like, and Wheel of Faces, turn, turn, turn. Which one are we going to get? why I refused to use my summoner. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, please be the blackface. Need life. Please be the blackface. Angry orange face. Protect the entire party who's mostly dead. Fuck! I, I will say she was my favorite <laughs> character because she wasn't great in terms of physical strength. But every single weapon in the game had an effect for her. Yeah. She could hit people, put them to sleep. Hit people, make them uh, confused. Hit, hit people, confuse them. Hit people, poison charm them. them. Charm them. Charm yes. them. Yeah. So even when she was normal attacking, she was causing status ailments. Her black magic is the best in the entire is game. The best in the game. She actually completes the spell list and gets the ultimate attack. The only other person that can do that can't use the ultimate attack because he's old as fuck. He doesn't have enough mana to use. And it. And when he does use it, finally, he kills himself. Right. After that, you go in like she oh, has wait, no, the summons. Oh, no, Fusoya. Fusoya okay. does get yes, all, He's basically he the full sage. No, he doesn't. Fusoya lives. Well, it feels like he dies in the game because they take him away from you. Yeah. And you later figure out. Balbez but, and, yeah. But, um... But you, you do get him for a little bit, which is helpful. She got the summons. I liked being able to hunt down the summons that were hiding around the planet. Like, get a lot of people, my team. for some reason, didn't know where to find Odin. Yeah, he's uh, he was under the uh, the he, castle in yeah, Baron. Yeah, it's the king of Baron. Yep. In actuality, but he got killed, so his spirit's chilling out in his secondary throne, which makes no fucking sense. Yep. Under the castle, you could fight the king and get Odin. My, fighting, my question is, fighting Bohemond. Why did the king have a second throne room? That was just like a tiny little box with the throne in it, so that we could just sit down and be like, "Oh man." It was a long day of kinging. Because when he drinks alone, he prefers to be, be by, by himself. himself. <laughs> <coughs> How now, about you, guy? No, I drink with people. No, I was <laughs> talking about people. that. <laughs> Gameplay mechanics that you liked, hated, what? Well, this is a lot like he said. When it came to interchanging the team, that was a big plus. And the more power that you had, the better. Because it was much yeah. better to be able to strike something two or three times on a single hit than to summon something that could just potentially screw you. Five people, right? Five, five people. people on your team. Yep. It, was, it your was, team. was the one and only time oh, you had five characters, well, no. five controllable characters on your team. Okay, your team, your preferred people. My preferred five people, people. Yep. I always had uh, Cecil with me. Yeah. Because I liked the Paladin and I liked the Dark Knight. Okay. I, I liked him all around as a character. And he was always useful to me because he would take my hits and he would dish out some damage. Um, I don't think you can replace him. I think he's the only guy you can't replace, right? You cannot. I think you can replace him. Yeah? yeah but you, you can't uh, beat the game if you do because he's the only one that can use the crystal. Yeah, when you swapped him out, he, uh, <coughs> he disappeared off the map. Huh. And you would use somebody else to walk around. Yep. Okay, But the right. thing is, if you got rid of him, you couldn't beat the game. All right. Because he's the only guy who can use the crystal. Okay. All right. Because of Kluya's spirit. That's the only reason why he can use the crystal. So, so far, you know you use Cecil. I always use Cecil. I usually always have Rosa with me. There's because two. Because I need my healer. I usually try to get rid of Kane. I only use Rosa for one reason. She heals. Pray. Pray. Well, mm -hmm. you know what? I, I do remember a lot free of... Because it's heals, and as long as you're strong enough... Most of the time, the enemies don't do enough damage. Like, even if they do major damage, they do it to, like, one guy, and they move on to the next, and after two or three prays, that dude's back well, up to the, the life PSP he was at. So complete collection, prey was useful. Now, when we get to the DS version, no. Yeah, we're not there yet. But, yes, I know but what you're talking I, about. I always have her there as a healer, uh, sometimes backup for fighting dragons. 
because I always had an Artemis bow on her, so she did like quad damage against dragons. All right. She would shoot that arrow right into their face and be like, "Oh God, my eyes!" And I'd be like, "Yeah, take it, dragon. Weak white mage, shoot a bow." What are you sitting at now? Who's next? So, uh, Rhea, I always kept because she was my black yep. mage. She did my summons. She she was just all around useful to me. I always kept Edge because Edge is probably probably one of my favorite, most favorite characters out of the entire cast. I have three actual favorites it's in Cecil, that game or all Final Fantasy. In in that game specifically, definitely. Okay. It my my three favorite characters have to be Cecil, Rydia, and Edge. So you got one person left. My last person, I just kind of throw it around every once in a while. Sometimes I'll throw Sid in there just. That's your expendable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> it's like sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to beat the game with with Sid. Okay. So I throw Sid in there, and and he bashes things and peeps on things. <laughs> He's like, ooh, go, yeah, I'm going to take a look real close at this thing. Like, say, quit being a perv. Just bash it with a hammer. Uh, sometimes I'll throw Yang in. Like like you said, Yang can do some punching. He's, he was my powerhouse. He's the yeah, reason. He a beast. He's the I, guy I walked to I only with. did this once. And I regretted the fuck out of it. Threw Edward in the party for the final boss. <laughs> Wow. Edward, this is what happened to the final boss. Edward finally caught up in levels. I was like, alright, maybe you won't be that useless. And he did some damage. And his songs were helping out. And the Zeromas did this. And Edward's like, ow! <laughs> Run off the screen and hide. That's where he <laughs> stayed the rest that. of the battle. Hated because that. the second he'd come out, I tried to cure him, he'd run back. <laughs> so, so my cure would hit somebody who was already at full health. I'm like, god damn it, Edward! <laughs> Hate that guy. Well, sometimes it's like medicine was helpful as fuck, though. I hate it. Because that if guy. Rosa was busy trying to, you know, life somebody, and I was like, oh shit, I have to heal. Edward would be they, like, I got this. That was that was a joke that we made the first time we ever <coughs> talked about this game. Fuck it's called they call hard. it solve, solve, salve. and it doesn't tell you what it's doing. It just says solve. You click on it. It highlights all your people. You use it. It says. Salve, and all your people go up in life. And I was like, sweet. sweet. And then so you I'm realized... doing it like every turn. Like, <laughs> I'm healing for free. I'm a beast. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was like, no potions. And I was like, what do you mean potions? <laughs> and then he looked you cheeky bastard. <laughs> I go into my inventory. I've got nothing. He's he got used ethers. everything. He's got ethers. But it doesn't tell you he's doing that. He's just like, he's just like, I can heal us. I can heal us. And everybody's like, okay, do that. And he's like, give me your potions. And they're like, what? He's like, just give it to him. I'm going to use four potions right now. On everybody. Or five, depending on how many people we have. And then, like, nobody really, like, I, it doesn't tell you that it's him. doing that. They're like, Edward, what can you do? I can sing something useful. All right, I can, I can heal us. I can steal your potions and no, heal no, no, us. No, 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 he's just kind of, he's like standing behind everybody, like cowering. He's like, I can um heal us, because he just eyes the bag of potions on the ground. They're like, all right, start doing that. He's like, okay, throw potions without anyone knowing. It's like, man, this guy's awesome. He's like, um, guys, can't, I can't heal us anymore. Why, are you out of magic or something? No, no, I don't use magic. Um, we need more money, though. <laughs> I hate that guy. <clears throat> we need can't to hit a shop as soon as possible. Character. And you can almost guarantee he was the one carrying the bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hate that, that, that way, no one would know you're out of potions until he's like, hmm, I think we need more potions. Character. Yes, easily. I, he, I've never liked him. Balanced, but it just weren't balanced enough to keep up the rest of the team. I despised him. He's He's got a place I never, ever go out of my way to help that character. I play the game legit. If, if, if I'm playing dies, the game, I keep him alive. Like, eh. I keep him alive the best I can, but when the time comes and he is defeated, that that guy can get the fuck out. Guess what he does? Back. See, I get yelled at because I break the game in quotes because I kill Edward. First battle, I look over at Edward. I'm like, Ridia. Burn that motherfucker. She's like, okay, woof! And Edward's like, ah, dead. 
I'm like, and that's the way he stays. Let us fight the antlion. Because the game, <coughs> when it grants you experience, it, it, it takes a total, it. then divides it by the total amount of players that you have. And that's how much so experience everyone if gains. You Drop if him dead, off the game, you automatically level up quicker. Yep. That that's the way I also get Paladin and Cecil to kind of catch back up with everybody. I'll get everything or I'll get into a fight of like eight zombies, kill off all but one of the weakest zombies, kill off Tella and the twins, and it has us go Juga Juga dead. Victory. Gain like ten levels. Alright. Yeah. Now we can go down the mountain, guys. Shit, where were you when I was playing this game? <laughs> what, with actually... all my bullshit tactics? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, you could have called split... me, guy. Yeah, that's that's one of the best. This, this is training. my first game that I can literally blind. I can not actually blindfolded, but I can just blindly charge through, and I know where I'm going. I might yeah. take one or two wrong turns. Memorized every map sub and shit. Well, I, it also helps that I've been for like the last four or five plus years. I've been playing a fan made game. That yes. all the maps are pretty much identical, and it's a multiplayer version of Final Fantasy IV, which was fun. Legacy. Um, yeah, but it, it's not around anymore, so I can't play it, which yeah. sucks. But I, I played through that enough times, unlocked all the extra jobs, played all the jobs. So that was kind of a neat thing, which allowed me to keep fresh in my mind where everything is, how to get to all this shit. And then I also learned a couple little tricks here and there. Yep. So, that that's definitely big things. That, honestly, the gameplay overall is a hell of a lot better. I think we and covered... And there's only slight tweaks that they had to do. I can't think of anything else to say <coughs> gameplay related. I think Actually, no, covered. there is one thing that pisses me off. Oh, okay, My go goddamn ahead. spoon. I want it back. There's one thing to talk about gameplay-wise we haven't gone into yet. Even though it's kind of a part of the story, it is more gameplay because it doesn't actually affect the story. Oh, post game, post game. Oh, post. Oh, you mean like the dungeons? You stuff get you get a post game. That's gameplay, going through the secret dungeons and whatnot. Actually, you get two. You get one before you go and fight Zeromus, and then you get one after you fight him. Okay. Well, like that's what there's I'm getting. A, that's the, the last trials, we'll talk about. There's the trials of Mount Ordells. Okay. Where you can go in with. Um, that's where you get the weapons, right? Yeah, that, no, okay. no, both of them give you two sets of weapons. Okay. Mount Ordeals gives you one set of weapons that are higher tier than what your what those characters would normally get. That's for the off-party members. All right. So that way, normally you have the final five, and you're like, I don't want Kane because he sucks a dick, and all he does is leap, and it pisses me off. Get the fuck out of my team, you useless fuck. All you're going to do is hang in the air the entire fucking battle. Get out of here. So you bring in Yang. Yang doesn't what really do you have... What in the air? Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, get out of here! <laughs> so, so anyways, you kick that motherfucker out. You're like, Yang, get your karate kicking ass up in here. Welcome back to the team, buddy. He's like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do this That's shit. That's right. And he's like, um, guys, uh, what the fuck are those? And Cecil's like, oh, it's just a crystal sword. There's nothing to worry about. It's my god-tier weapon. Freaking Rosa sitting over there with shining her Artemis bow and arrows. Fucking Rydia sitting over there with a Stardust rod. Edge is like wielding uh, Murasami and Masamune. He's All like, right. yeah. But so as for as for the post game, there, he's like, um, I got help, Klaus. As for the post game, when you talk when you talk post game, <coughs> is it is it worth it? Is it a pain in the ass? Is it is it worth it's going through the trouble, or should you just be ass. done? It's a bit of a pain in the ass, but for specific characters, it is worth it. But is it, how is it worth it? Because now the game is over. This is this is what with me. Once I've beat the game, once I beat the final boss, going to a post game is sometimes worth it, but almost never worth it because it, it's, it's not like I can level you, up and go beat the game again. It's more to let you play as the characters you wanted to, and allow them to actually have some significant meaning. Plus, it also gives you extra puzzles afterward to still try and solve. Yeah. It, it gives you, like, a little bit of extra gameplay, so that way you'd be like, you know what, I beat the game, I don't want to put it back down, I don't want to just randomly run around and try to farm pink puffs for a goddamn suit of uh, right. adamant armor, because fuck that noise. <laughs> Fucking billion and one drop rate is what it seems like. Fight them motherfuckers for weeks. 
Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, no, that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I but you did go. You did go through. I hate uh, that so you did much. go through one of the main things. I remember you happened to be um, uh, Kane. I remember that you were Kane, and you were fighting like Bahamut or some shit. And if he hit you, you were dead. Yeah, you had to use jump a lot. Yeah, that was the challenge dungeons afterwards. Yeah. Um. Actually, you know what? We kind of screwed up a little bit of this because with the complete collection, we have three games in one we have to talk about. But that's in story. Gameplay won't change in those three games. Slightly. Okay, okay, the final because game. Because the after years... Are we done with the post-game? Yeah, we're done with the post-game. Okay, there was a little bit of stuff that... Then talk about the differences. Talk about the differences that change. between Final Fantasy IV and then Final Fantasy IV The After Years was basically certain characters... If you use certain abilities in conjunction with each other... And the day and night thing. And the day and night. But we'll, we'll get to that. Well, it's okay. not day and night, the... Moon phases. The moon the phases. Moon. But the big, one of the biggest gameplay mechanics happened with battle. And say, you had... Um, we'll, we'll go with uh, Edge and, Edge and Rydia. That's Because I, I actually know theirs right off the bat. They actually teach you one of the bands for those two, which is a combination of two or more characters utilizing skills to do something miraculous. Right, they learn I the remember Inferno. that. Um, if you have all five of the original cast members, uh, if you have, I think it's, you have Cecil attack, Rosa uses white magic or prey, I can't remember which, uh, Rydia uses black magic, Edge has to use throw, and Kane uses jump. You uh, do what is known as the band called Final Fantasy. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Right. Shameless self-endorsement. Yay. But it's one of the most powerful bands in the entire game. Yeah, it takes five fucking people to do, but you break the damage limit with it. So when you hit somebody with it, they're getting booty raped. <laughs> the only downside with this, Kane, not much magic. Right. You might be able to do that once. And you're going to have to dump Ethers into him until he's back up the full man. I'd be like, we could do it again! Boom! Up! Oh, feed that motherfucker some Ethers! Okay, so... Because it takes magic from everybody to utilize it. The other big thing was the uh, phases of the moon. Yes, this I remember. Which I actually <coughs> loved. I didn't get, it was too actually I didn't good get way too into the bands. The bands, I went out of my way to actually look up some of them because I was curious. Because I was like, right. I want to see what all the ninjas can do. Because you do get five fucking ninjas. But in and terms, that was awesome. But in, in the moon thing. Now but I remember the moon. The moon. Phase, certain phases of the moon affected different abilities. One phase of the moon, you might have really weak attack, but your black magic might go through the freaking roof. Yes. And you'd be like, hmm, well, uh, Seodor, you're useless. I'm sorry. Hey, Rydia, drop a bomb. Seodor, battle mechanics. Uh, go to go to that real quick. Oh, we'll Seodor's uh, awakening. Yes, he was able to do like a Kaioken. Yeah, he basically unlocked his uh, Lunarium Blood, which doubled his HP, rose his attack power, and rose his uh, white magic power for a limited time. And when it wore but when off... It wore off he went into critical health. It was, he survived it was, with one HP. He was like, oh, God! It was Kaioken. Uh, it was Kaioken. <coughs> it made him super powerful for a limited amount of time and then broke him because he used it. I really think Seodor probably took after what Kluya probably would have been if he was still alive. He was basically a lunar knight. He had the white magic, which is what Kluya was most known for, but... He was able to tap into his Lunarian blood, unlike what Cecil and uh, Golbez were able to. Right. And he was a fourth Lunarian. So, what's that tell you? Okay, well... Th think of it, Golbez and uh, Cecil could have done the same thing. That would have been some crazy shit. Is there any other mechanics to talk about? Um, I think that's it. Mechanic-wise... I don't I think, think the characters really develop it. The only guy with a new mechanic in the after years is him, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, for the most part. I mean, Kane becomes a Holy Dragoon, but he basically keeps jump and learns white. Right, it doesn't It doesn't change the mechanics. Yeah, he's still jump guy, but he becomes more useful as jump guy. I will say this, it was slightly harder to get lost in this game than the previous ones. Yeah, it was a little bit more of a straight slightly. path. The mechanic was, uh, actually there were two big mechanics. 
once you beat somebody's story, because it was broken up into stories. Yes. That was one big mechanic. Uh, you could actually port your save data from each story, or you just jump into the final one if you're dumb. <laughs> because everybody's going to be, like, severely underleveled or have, like, no equipment or money. You did that, didn't you? No, no. I seem to recall Bill doing it, actually. <laughs> He's like, I didn't play through all this shit. Fuck that. No, I, uh, I made a mistake that the game doesn't explain. You save the game... You go to the next character in the line, and you, you think save you can the game. Save in the same well, when spot. you save the game in the same spot, it overwrites the previous data of the last guy yeah. and deletes we everything that you that. did with the last guy. We both did that, and when when we both figured it out, we were mad. Yep, I was like, "Well, I ain't that, playing this anymore." Not. Yeah, and but, thus, while you suffered, <laughs> I laughed. But when you do complete somebody's story, like when you complete Theodore's story, you can go back in. Do a challenge dungeon that as you continuously run it, you'll gain better equipment for Theodore. So when you port him over to the final uh, chapter, or if he happens to interact with anybody else in anyone else's chapters, he'll be at a higher level, he'll have more equipment, you'll have a lot more freaking gill, which you need, so that way you can buy stuff. Because <laughs> potions are fucking expensive. <laughs> They're like, welcome to the world of peace! We've raised our prices 100%. Have fun. <laughs> no You're like, joke. I had to pay $1,000 for a freaking high potion? What? I used to pay like 500 bucks for this. Yep, well, inflation and yes. Yes, pay us more money. It kind of is. It's supply and demand. Yep. Nobody <coughs> needs demand. it. Yeah, nobody needs it anymore. No, no, because if it's set that way, if nobody needs it, and they have a massive supply of it still... No, but they it should go down in price. But in a Instead, way, they're like, "Oh, wait, you need that." And they're just, just like, "It's just like on a, the board it's real just quick. like a collector's market, though." There's not that many people that are actually out there looking for these certain items, but that's exactly why they know they can you, move you know it what? for the no, price. No, no, no. I know what happened. So, this is my theory on it. The shopkeepers were probably selling those high potions at a hundred bucks each because they're like, "We have to get rid of this." Now, and then see, then they just happen to hear that some adventuring people are coming through, and one of them just happens to be the Prince of Baron. They're like, hmm. They just run over real quick to their little little uh, shop thing that has a list of their prices. Like, just put a zero at the end of that. Put a zero <laughs> at the end of that. Yeah, there we go. That looks better. <coughs> so we're done with mechanics. Yeah, we're pretty much done with mechanics. Now the tale. Holy dicks, this is going to be a minute. <laughs> because this one we have to go through three games. Okay, well, we start off as Cecil. Cecil is a dark knight under the control of a king who is no longer the king, but is actually an evil fiend, which he's we don't know He's the elemental fiend of water in which you don't know. The elemental fiend is attempting to gather these crystals to basically cripple the world. Technically speaking. Well... You, to get up to the moon to awaken Zeromus. You are Cecil at first, and you kind of... Okay, you're sent on a mission to slaughter these people that can't even defend themselves, to take this crystal. You stop well, and you think about it. it's not the fact that they can't, they choose not to. You feel like a piece of shit, you know you're a piece of shit, and slowly but surely he realizes that something is wrong. You're sent on a mission... To deliver a package to a town which turns out to be essentially a bomb that goes off and kills everybody. Only for you to put, piece it together that these people are powerful people. They're they summoners. were dangerous. So the king got rid of them. You now know that something is wrong. And you save a little girl after she throws an earthquake in your face. You save the last little girl of that entire <coughs> society and you try to go into hiding. You're not 100% sure what to do, but they find you. You then kill the soldiers that found you, making you an enemy of the state, essentially. Pretty much. And now you're on the run. You need to move, and you need to move now. And the, the little girl actually starts opening up a little bit to you because, well... The next country you. over should be able to help you, as long as you explain you what's going on. You just have to run on. and warn them about what's going on. As you move, as you move towards... Old the old guy is found in the cave. He helps you get to that point. Now, when you get to that point, you get there late. And the red, the red Wings have destroyed this country. Just bomb the living piss out of it. It's like, boom, nothing. 
You then go in to see one of the most ignorant scenes in the history <laughs> of all Final this. Fantasy history. Ten steps away. Allow me to explain. Water. Allow me to explain. <laughs> you walk into a room. There's a lady dying on the floor. She obviously is not dead yet. And by Final Fantasy physics, if thou ist not dead, thine can be healed. So... As long as thou hast not been shanked in the back... You are standing in this room with this woman as she dies. You have Tella, a white mage, who does nothing. You well, it's have, his daughter, so he's, like, shocked with grief. You have e Edward... Who could easily steal your potions and heal her? <laughs> he does nothing. nothing. You have a little girl with white magic. She does nothing. You have She's scared. Uh, you have a dark knight who's who's probably holding the inventory. Who's just like mm, fuck I don't it. know that bitch. I don't know that bitch. He does nothing. Also, there are five guards plus an old lady and an old woman ten steps away with a pot. That heals all life and magic. And status. They status do ailments too. They do nothing. <coughs> this little girl, this this young lady lies on the floor dying, talks about death and the forgiveness and this and that. Please forgive him. I love him, this and that. I'm sorry, I was coming back and I never made it. And this old dude's like, I'm so sorry too. I'm sorry that I'm so fucking stupid that I'm not even gonna try to help you right now. And then she dies. As soon as she's done dying, and we can get back to our lives, we walk ten steps over to the left, take a drink out of the magic pot, heal all of our life, all of our magic, all of our status ailments, and now we can move on throughout the course of the story. Fuck her. Oh, but the upside is, we got a useless guy, but we lost our useful guy. Yes. Now, but we Tella, got a hovercraft. Tella is angry. Tella leaves the party because everybody was too stupid and did nothing. Including and him. Edward, because he was too stupid and did nothing, he decides to tag along with you. You go to get a sand deal to go sand heal Ruby. Rosa, who you find in another town. You go over to the other town. You heal the lady. As soon as Rosa's back up and moving, you now have a, a white mage. You now have a mission. Your mission is to warn the other countries, the other areas, that this, there is an invasion going on. Baron is flexing its muscles, and they're trying to get the crystals. Next in our line is Yang. We must warn Yang, because his name sounds like Wang, <laughs> and no one with the name Wang likes to be taken advantage of. So... We make our way you past the Antlion Cave. take advantage of my Huang. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we make our way back across the desert, past the busted-ass, you know, castle of Damikin. You go past the fucking Antlion Cave, and look, we are now at Mount Hobbs. That is blocked by ice. Which is when Rydia... Well, shit. Rydia learns fire so that we can Rydia, move past this point. Rydia has to be coaxed by Rosa because she's too afraid of fire. Because Cecil was an asshole. Didn't bother looking in the box. <laughs> but he was told not to. And I still would have looked in the box. Because when someone tells you not to do right, something, but that's you want to that's do not, that. That wasn't just his king. That was his father. <laughs> And well, that was the man. Figure. Yeah. But that was way more than a father. That was a man that owed him nothing that brought him into greatness. That's true. Took him as his own. He could have been the prince. But, anyways, Rydia learns fire, blows up the ice, and she's like, Yay! I did something! And so they go up the mountain, and they witness the slaughter of. Every single high-level monk of Fabul, except yes. for one, because he's too badass to get his ass whooped. He's like he would have died. Oh, he would have because Mamba would have just blown up in his face. He would have been like off the mountain. No. After saving him, you try to <coughs> warn him. He, you accept. You try to warn him. You tell him that you'll help. You go back to his castle. It's too late. Baron is massing. You're gonna have to prepare for an invasion attack. Force them back. And Impossible. So instead of keeping Rosa and Rydia with you to be able to utilize a better defense, you send the two girls off to go <laughs> hide, and you take the fucking bard! Really? Yes. Mister, oh no, I got a paper cut! I gotta go hide so now! So you take the bard, 
and you fortify a defense Ugh. trying to fight the entire Red Wing army. Who are flying in, bombing stuff, dropping monsters on top of you. This is where this is where it really takes a twist. You realize that Baron is no longer an invading kingdom, but is something else entirely. They are utilizing the monsters of the wild that at first were just the monsters are on the rise. It's troubling times. It's not troubling times. There's something else going on. Yep. These monsters are utilized by the Red Wing army, who and then some of the people mm -hmm. in the Red Wing army are actually monsters in disguise. Yes. In which we end up finding our old friend Kane, who we left the castle with at the beginning of the game. He is now hateful and vengeful of us, but we don't know why. Because he, he nearly, wants that sweet, sweet Rose ass. For some reason, he is ridiculously powerful compared to the last time we've seen him, and he makes very short work of Cecil easily, The funny might thing I is, alright, there is one funny thing about this that I have to mention. What? You can use a bestiary on him, because you don't know the scan spell, because you're not a paladin yet. Yeah. If you use a bestiary on Kane. He has 65,553 HP. He's a beast! <laughs> now how the fuck are you supposed to beat that? You don't. You don't. He has to he win that jumps, fight due to story. He jumps and he goes, poke! And you go, oh no! Yeah, he does Defeated. an unreasonable amount of damage. Now here's the funny thing, Ed. You do drop the zero HP. You die in yes. battle. You're bleeding out to death on the floor going... Oh God, it hurts so bad. It's a good thing Kane, you're in the... you douchebag. It's, it's a good thing that little girl's there. At the little was... girl goes. I was going to say it's a good thing you're in better company than you were when the little girl was dying on the floor. Yeah, because everyone's like, "Oh no, Cecil, we can't have you die. You're important." After that, you utilize a strike, and you get a couple monks that endorse. Letting Yang go with you. They're like, this has to be dealt with. Yang, please go deal with this. We'll they take give care you a king. They no give worries. you a ship. You try to cross the ocean. Doesn't quite work out for you. No. <laughs> the king of the summons, Leviathan, at this point in time, because we don't know about the other. The king of the the king of the summons attacks your boat for whatever douchebaggy reason he has. Because he I, I think it's because he Happened to notice what was going on in the world, and he sensed Rydia's presence. He's it, like, gotta get that bitch, gotta teach her how to do some it shit. It splits up everybody, and <coughs> now wake up with only Cecil in the land that you assaulted. You well, killed initially, these people. you just wake up on a beach, you're like, where the hell right. am I? But you, you are, walk in, you are like, in Mycidia. Oh. You slaughtered these people without remorse. At least that's what it looks like to them. You are a dark, shadowy, foreboding figure of death, and you leave nothing but misery in your wake. Now, you have to find a way to put right what you've done. You are in the town that you just slaughtered hundreds of people. If, By the if way, take if you talk part. to certain NPCs, they turn you into pig. Right. Or frogs. You must now it's go funny. you must now go beg forgiveness <coughs> and ask for these people's help in securing the future. And so the elder of the village decides to send two apprentice mages with you to oversee a test. You have to go to the top of Mount Ordeals and confront the spirit of the mountain. Because there's time for that in saving the world. Yes. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is always there's time always for There's always time to go up a mountain. Go up to the mountain. Go up to the mountain. It is so, kind of, he is right though, it is a little <coughs> ridiculous, but they also explain to him that even though his heart is now in the right place, his power is not. And for the coming time, the coming battle, if he tries to wield the darkness that in his heart, he will not only fail, eventually he will be consumed by this darkness, mm -hmm. and he will become every bit what Cain is now. Yep. So he gladly takes on the task of attempting to climb the mountain. While being which, told... Thank God they give us the two little kids. While being told that nobody <coughs> has ever survived come back test. down. No one has ever... People have made it to the top. Nobody's come back. Nobody has ever been a paladin in the history of their universe. World. So they start going up the mountain, but the mountain's blocked by fire. So Black Mage Palum 
decides to go, ah, I got this, cast ice, boom, fire's gone, they start going up the mountain, and Old Man comes back. Yes, Tella returns. Tella in was the, on drawn the to the place. Yes, he, very sweet, actually, very sweet. He, 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 remember, he sought out power to unlock the ultimate spell. And he had a feeling that something up there would help him out. So he joins you on your quest. And so you get up to the summit, and you start hearing these really weird sounds. This is the first and evil the twins start And the f twins start fighting about it, because Porum thinks Palum's being a douchebag. So she smacks him and says, knock it off. It's not funny. He's like, I'm not doing anything. And it happens again. And she starts yelling at him even more. It's like, I'm not doing it. Right. You hit the same point real quick because you're not stupid. <laughs> and then you go up and try to cross a bridge and enter Skarmagillion, the elemental fiend of poison, death, and earth. Right. So after, he pops up with a couple guys. You kill him. And yep. you're like, man, I feel good. I just killed an elemental arch fiend. Let's get this over with. So you walk across the bridge. Psst, by the way, here's a hint. Make sure you switch your rows before you finish crossing the bridge. Yes, because he back attacks you. And your he magic comes guys back are then from the, the dead line. and says, I am now more powerful in my death. He's kind of like a Sith. Yeah. He's a Sith retard. You then... <laughs> And after, then he curse breasts you until you're almost dead and well, you finally figure out how to kill him. After upon killing him, you do <coughs> witness one of the coolest parts of the game. Inside of the room, you will face a reflection of yourself. There's also another part of the story that happens here which I'm going to leave out so that people that haven't played can have some surprises. Yeah. Now, you, um, you will face a reflection of yourself, which I thought was really cool because... You don't overpower it. There's a gimmick as to how to defeat it to actually you pass this test. stand there and do nothing. Which is why it was such a big pain in the ass for me. I, I mean, you can I attack. I powered my way through this game. Yep. No, no, you can. You can attack. Right, but he will never die. And actually, the more you attack, the more it... It, like, it keeps telling you that is not the way of justice. It tells you to sheathe your sword. It tells you to defend it tells you to heal like it doesn't want you attacking because your whole life you have been a symbol of power death destruction you are a, a form you are a symbol of chaos but now you're it's time for a different order. way you are a symbol of order you need to overcome you need to take the licks the, your that other you self found. yes your other self puts you through the trials if you can live through the torment the pain and suffering that you've caused all these others, then you will be a new man. You walk back down the mountain, of course you go back, you get your information, and now it's time to take the portal back to Baron. It's time to do something about this. So you take Snake Road, which is a cursed road. You have to have a lot of vitality to get through there. How Tella gets through there, I don't know. <laughs> Old man can barely cast a freaking spell. He piggybacked. He's like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, he must have piggybacked. <laughs> He's like, I'm too old for this. Somebody carry me. At Baron, we learn the truth that, like you said, monsters are actually in disguise of our people. Well, before that, we run back into our old buddy Yang. That's true. He's in the inn. <clears throat> we fight Yang. You have to fight Yang and knock him out of his brainwashing. Because he he's, he's the under key. the exact same control... That Canis. we now find Cain under. Mm -hmm. So you beat Sense back into Ying, which is funny, because you get to beat him up again later on with the frying pan. <laughs> it's awesome. We then move into Baron to fight a. You, we, you to go fight and, Bacon. You, you, yeah. <laughs> um, I know his that's actual not his name, name is Bacon. Yeah, Bacon. Uh, Bill, Bill is playing some of the uh, the Final Fantasy uh, Legacy game with uh with me a while back and i ran him through most of the game and when we got to fight bacon i was like and now to battle bacon and he's like what it's like it's bacon come on everybody knows bacon <laughs> after killing bacon we learned the truth that the king was actually the second arch fiend 
Cagnazzo, the elemental or the elemental arch fiend of water, and that the king has probably Stupid been dead girl. for a very long time because you are a dark knight or were a dark knight rather, and it was upon the king's request that you wielded the dark power for the better of the kingdom. Now, you already know that you trained with your childhood friend and he became a dragoon as you became a black knight, a dark knight, well, if that's true, then this king has probably been dead for like ten years. It's a good possibility. Now you avenge your king, you kill this enemy, upon which he will try to trap you in a death trap where the two kids give their lives By to By turning become... themselves into statues to prevent the squishiness. Yep. But the door is locked behind you. Sid... After breaking out of jail, said the airship engineer, busts through. He's like, let me at that guy. I'm going to give him an earful. He's like, oh. Oh, okay. I see how it is. You guys do the fight without me. And then he makes fun of Tella for being old. Yes. He will. He then grants <coughs> you the airship, which leads us to the second part of the game, where the world opens up to us. At this point, we're going to skip certain storyline elements so that you guys have your chance to search around. You Basically, do a lot of stuff. we need to move to the next crystal. That's going to be through a series of events. We will end up in the underworld. Yep. Through well, the, we get the Earth crystal first, but yes, that, that's in Tororia. You meet back up with Edward real quick. Some stuff happens. You go save Rosa. Tella dies. Like a badass. Yes, it's pretty sweet. Even though it really doesn't do anything for him. But it's pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. And then then you go to a place called Agart, and in the center of Agart, which is a place that is supposedly all the residents are descendants of dwarves, there is a well, and you happen to have this weird key. So yep. you chuck the key in the well, and suddenly the big mountain behind Agart rips open and gives you access to go to the underworld. Where there's a complete another world map. Yes. Where the dwarves live, ironically enough. And it's, one of the places that I got lost most frequently. This is where <coughs> we will deal with, one, the another acknowledgement by Kane. We will fight Kane again. He will still be douchey. Yep. We will then finally fight Golbez for the first time. Who's a complete and total douchebag because initially... Right, almost right out the gate of the battle, he goes, hold gas. Your entire party gets paralyzed whether or not you have protection against it. And you go, oh no, that was not good. And then he goes and proceeds to eliminate one at a time your entire party after summoning his uh, shadow dragon. He goes, shadow dragon, boom. Hey, hey, shadow guy, start murdering them off for me. I'm too lazy. And so it disrupts the life force of... Rosa, and then Yang gets murdered off, and then Sid gets murdered off, and he's like, and now for you, Cecil. And then out of nowhere, you hear this weird voice. And then this, then the Mist Dragon shows back up. Which you're like, the very first we killed guy that of thing. The game. We killed that thing. Where the hell is that coming from? And she's like, and then you hear a voice saying, don't worry, stand up. And Cecil gets healed, and he stands up. He's like, what just happened? And then Rydia pops back in all a hell of a lot older. Looking all badass and shit. She's like, don't worry, I got this. And you just summon a couple things and Golbez is like, oh no! It is at this point that for time, we will cut it off. And I basically want to say this. If you haven't been able to piece it together so far, unlike, big game. unlike Final Fantasy 1, 2, <coughs> and 3... This game has a large story. This game has a well-devised story. And... We can't actually fit all of it into discussion, sadly. Yes, but that was the very first time that this ever happened. For the first time ever, there was a story that was large, that was well-written, that had interesting characters, that gave us a sense of accomplishment as we went through the game, and set in motion an expectancy for all Final Fantasies that would follow from this point forward. No Final Fantasy after. 
has ever been without these subtle features. There are certain things that were set in stone with Final Fantasy IV that are still being acknowledged today. Mm -hmm. And to put, to put it bluntly, if you want to get super technical, Final Fantasy IV is the first real Final Fantasy. Up until this point, we were just laying the groundworks. This thing this here... This is the first polished work. This is the first it, real it's, RPG. It's taken a couple iterations to fully polish it. But, honestly, this is what set it up for later great games like 6 and this, 7. This is the first game in the history of Final Fantasy that you can debate. You can debate things about gameplay for Part 1. You can debate a couple things story for Part <coughs> 2. You can say that Part 3 was okay, had some problems, and yada yada. But Part 4, the interesting thing is that for the first time ever after you were done with Part 4, you didn't talk about parts of the game you liked. You talked about parts of the story you liked, and that alone signifies the birth of a completely new type of RPG when mm -hmm. it comes to Final Fantasy. This game changed everything. From now on, we'll pick favorite characters, and they'll be based on story, not based on the fact that I made random character six into this badass dragoon black mage combo. It will no longer be a debate of like, well, later on, fucking fighter gets healing magic. Nope, now it's so-and-so character does all this badass stuff. Everybody like, plays a significant sweet. role, and that's different people will view it different ways and then pick favorites because of that. This was a massive game. It was no small undertaking, and it literally changed the RPG world at large. When this thing came out, it set a standard that other games would now have to live up to. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it is time to grade this monster. Well, disembodied voice. Me first, huh? You're first. I'd give it a solid... You said a scale's like out of five, five, right? Five three is three being a well two point five, five is three well being no, a two point five game. is okay five is perfect <coughs> four is great three is basic two is yeah only if this is the type of game that you can't live without such as Dragon Ball Z fighting games usually suck why do we buy them because they're Dragon Ball Z games and we want the chance to be Goku one. This game is terrible. Stay away from it. Zero. We're, we're sorry, sorry we talked about we're it. We're sorry we even talked about it. Give it a solid 4.7. A 4.7? I really, truly enjoyed this game. And I believe that. I believe that. And I, me, 4 was the first Final Fantasy game after I played. Day after day. Yep. This is, this is the one of the first games that I feel had that effect. Mm -hmm. Up until this point, when I played my Super Nintendo, I just played it. Mario, you jumped on some heads, you moved along. I mean, that, that's the way it was. This was yeah. the first time, even other RPGs, Dragon, Dragon Warrior was one of those events where I was like, oh look, I killed some guys and I bought a new sword. Woo. That's cool. But I didn't realize how cool it could actually be until Part 4. Part 4 opened my eyes to an entire new world of RPG, an entire new idea in video game history, and changed my standard of games. After Final Fantasy 4, I was able to play games where I was like, this sucks, because if the story didn't hold my attention, the gameplay wasn't enough anymore. And... That set me on a very different track. Which is why you hate 13. In a way, this is, yes, this is majorly why I hate some other games. This is why everybody in this group hates 12. So, if I had to say something, I'm very close to a perfect game here. I think, th I think this is a perfect adaptation of the games, but if I'm to compare it to every game in the series, it has to be like 4.5. 4.5? And I actually have to agree with Bill on the score of a 4.5. It is a it is a masterpiece in its own, but it does not outdo certain other games. Because there's way too much in those other games that overshadow what this game does. But I give it a really high score because, in truth, it, if you have to look at... 
whichever Final Fantasy you played first is kind of like your first true love, this is definitely it for me. Yes. Because yeah, this, that, is the that first, does this is the one game that actually really broke me into console uh, role-playing games. Because I, I played a little bit of D&D before I even played this when I was a lot younger. And then I sat down over at my friend's house after we got done playing D&D. And he's like, play this game. I was like, ooh, what's this? It's like, it's an RPG. And so I sat down and played it. And I was like, this game is awesome. Mm-hmm. And this is what kept me going with the Final Fantasy franchise. So I will give it a 4.5 also out of principle because I would like to give it a higher score, but I know I can't. Right, that's that's kind of with me. I would give this a five. I think it's the most perfect version of four. <coughs> but there are there's there's a game that sits higher on my list. And so we'll be I coming up justify that in a couple episodes because I think we all know what that one is. <laughs> <laughs> so overall score is a four point five seven because I'm just going to round it up. That's fine. So this one is. This is astronomically now the, higher than the other. This is now the pinnacle of our <coughs> Final Fantasy Legacy discussion. On our next episode in the Final Fantasy Legacy discussion, we will be going over the DS version of this and seeing if one is this just as good, two is this better, or three are the changes just too much, and it's time to give lower scores. I've been William Bush, Nick Bennett. Disembodied voice. <laughs> and later on. <laughs>